Welcome to day 22 of National Podcast Post Month here on the Odd Dad Out Podcast. And happy Thanksgiving to all of you folks here in the United States. Not that I haven't been talking about it all week already, but <clears throat> how are you? How was your Thanksgiving holiday if you celebrate Thanksgiving wherever you are out there? Man, so I told you yesterday I intended to knock this show out early, you know, get all of the the stuff out of the way and do this first thing in the morning before we got too far into all of the Thanksgiving meal prep and all that fun jazz. Yeah, that didn't really happen. We, for the most part, we basically ended up staying in bed a little bit later because we could and... It just kind of, once we got up, we started, okay, what do we need to do now? What do we need to do now? What do we need to do now? And just started getting everything, you know, in order. And so, yeah, I didn't record this morning, as you may have noticed. But, you know, it doesn't change the plan for today. So, on top of my original plan to tell you about our, some of the, the last little pieces of my Thanksgiving meal, I'll give you the quick rundown of how the day went because you know the the big key to thanksgiving is is planning 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 and like i've said before i can do a thanksgiving dinner a basic thanksgiving dinner blindfolded because i've got this timing down i've been doing this meal for years so it's pretty easy for me to pull off that being said it's still not an easy meal to do it's still a lot of your I think I have maybe a 30 minute break in the middle of the day, in the middle of the course of everything. Once, you know, you know, start everything in, in process. I got maybe 30 minutes of break in there before I have to get back into the thick of everything. But, you know, let me jump back in. We've already covered all of our sides. Mostly we've already talked about the whole I was making bread for stuffing and I do mashed potatoes from scratch and, you know, mashed potatoes, you know, peel them, dice them, boil them, uh, mash them up with some butter and milk. I'm a boring potatoes person. So all I throw in there is butter, milk, salt, and pepper, boring potatoes, because then they get smothered in gravy and the gravy thing leads me to our turkey. Now, Again, it's one of those, I've covered it before, possibly here, definitely on mom and dad cuss in the past where we've talked about Thanksgiving and because it was around this time, well, when I got hurt last year, when we stopped doing that show actually, but all that aside, um, our turkey is not a standard turkey and the reason for that is actually because of the gravy. Funny reason. So, what we get as far as our turkey every year, and I should say, I have done a, a standard just, you know, buy a turkey because so often grocery stores will put them on sale. Hey, buy one, you know, buy a ham, get a turkey, buy a turkey, get a ham, 
um, oh, you get a free certificate for a turkey or you want a turkey at work or something like that. I've done the full big, you know, cook a 12 pound turkey all freaking day. I've done that before. It's a pain in the ass. And the reason I don't like that is there's a lot of meat on it. It's very difficult to break down a turkey 100%, get all the little bits and pieces, and you're left with a big, you know, turkey carcass. But, you know, I have a relatively, okay, I, I say I have a small family, but I've got four kids. I don't have a small family, really. But for the most part, my boys won't eat a ton of turkey. My wife, like with us, we're not, it's not going to be one of those, oh, I want dark meat. Oh, I want the, no, we all pretty much, we all eat the white meat. We all just want the turkey breast meat and we want it to be good. And so what we buy is the Jenny O uh, ready to cook um, frozen turkey. And we buy the turkey, the bone in turkey breast only. So you basically just get the white meat part of the turkey. <clears throat> and the reason for this is because no one's going to nobody cares about the dark meat in my house really nobody cares about the drumsticks really it's fine and for the most part you get a very meaty turkey breast very well seasoned and it's one of those you know it's in it's it's already in the little turkey bag where you know if you did it at home you'd get the big turkey roaster bag with the zip tie thing and you'd you know throw butter and your seasonings and whatever and throw that all in there <clears throat> And this is basically already in the bag. It's already done for you. It's already seasoned. And the reason for why we do this, again, is actually the gravy. Because whatever seasonings they put on this bird, and it's a pre-brined bird, and it's frozen, all the stuff, and it's set. And it's probably somewhere in there partially cooked to some level. I don't know. But for whatever reason... This bird goes freezer to oven and is ready and perfect and juicy and delicious in two hours, 45 minutes. Give it, And then, you know, it has to rest because if you're ever stupid enough to take a turkey straight out of the oven and cut into it, you just sacrificed every bit of juiciness that you've ever had in a bird ever. And it's going to be dry and garbage <clears throat> and probably hot as all hell, really, because it has to rest. That's just it. Well... You know, every turkey you've ever bought in a store ever comes with a gravy packet. And the gravy mix they give you with Jenny O turkey combined with the drippings with the seasonings and everything off of that bird makes for the most delicious, oh my God, they must make this stuff with crack gravy we've ever had in the history of ever. And we have done this with other, we've tried the other ones. We're like, oh, get the boneless one because hey, then we don't have any bones to deal with. We just slice it up. It's real nice and real easy. Well, you only get one half of the meat there. It's, oh, it's the boneless breast. Well, you get one half of the boneless breast. You don't get the whole bird piece. So you're getting half the meat. No, thank you. And because you don't have all the bones in there and you don't have a lot more of it, it's giving up its, its juiciness, flavoriness. You don't have as much liquid in there to add the flavor to the gravy. And you have to end up mixing the gravy with water. And then there's your flavors gone bye-bye. So it's not as good. But we get this one. And it pretty much always gives up the full cup and a quarter of, of liquid that I need to mix into the gravy. Which then makes this the most delicious gravy in the history of the world. Change my mind. 
<laughs> I will get my little card table, change my mind. <clears throat> and I have made, and I said before, I've done the whole got to get the bird, defrost the bird, because like I said, we'll have where we just happen to have an extra turkey and it'll just be a, hey, it's Thursday. Let's just make a turkey dinner for whatever. It's like, I'm not working. Let's make turkey. Or there was one time where we had a second refrigerator in the garage and it died. And there was a, there was a turkey out there. So I had to defrost them. You know, we had to take the turkey and make it because we had nowhere to put it. I was like, all right, well, I defrost the turkey. I guess I'm making a turkey, making a whole turkey for dinner today. So I did. But you know, so I, I'm, I'm capable of doing that. And it's, it's not that big of a hassle. The thing about it that I really don't like, though, is you ever have to move a turkey? You got a big roasting pan. You got a turkey in a roasting pan. And when it's done, it's a bitch and a half to move a hot turkey to a platter, to a carving board or to a presentation platter, whatever you're going to do with it. It's a bitch to move a turkey because even if you, you're lucky, because I'm sorry, I've seen enough turkeys to where they were cooked and then all of the juices and whatever that's there they fell apart. The bottom of it fell apart. Seen it happen. I've done it. I've also not executed that and been able to lift a whole turkey out, but either way, it's fucking hot. And so, <clears throat> sorry, I've just been like, it's the end of the night. I've had a lot of stuff. We had cake. We had all this. this. I'll get to that in a minute, but I'm, I'm congested right now. Sorry. Not that I'm not always congested, but yeah, I've, I've done all this crazy. It's a pain in the ass to move a whole turkey with these things. Your range, it's like five or six pounds. It's a relatively small bird, perfect for our family. But I also have a big ass pair of tongs. And if you have like a pair of uh, barbecue tongs, probably work the same way. Like the good ones, the big flat ones, not the wiry ones that, you know, they're not really, they're not going to pick up anything other than a piece of charcoal. <clears throat> but if you got a good pair of barbecue tongs, you can just pick up this bird, one big piece. You might need two hands to hold the, hold it tight, but you can just pick up this bird and place it on the platter. Very nice. Very neat. Not a huge mess. I enjoy that. No chance of dropping the bird. No chance of the entire bottom of the bird falling out. <clears throat> it just works out. And it's delicious. And it's there's a lot of meat on there for a six pound bird. And again, two hours, 45 minutes. Works out really well. So again, I've got this down. I've got my whole system down. And so that two hours, 45 minutes basically is the first half of my morning where I was like, all right, get the turkey in and throw that in. Go first thing, because I know I basically have three hours now to get everything else prepped that needs to be prepped. I get, I'll take everything. I'll get all of the Pyrex dishes and all of the things that I need to make all of the things and I get them ready. And then it turns into, all right, prep this, prep this, prep this, prep this, even though nothing else actually has to be started yet. But the very first thing, because again, making my own rolls. Again, we have a bread machine. And for the sake of mess and the sake of saving my particular energy level, I decided this year I was going to use the bread machine to mix the dough for the rolls. Instead of me meticulously hand kneading all of this because, yeah, I can do it. And I've done it in the past. It's still a pain in the ass. And what it does, and the reason why I avoided it this year on uh, Rihanna's recommendation, was because if I have to be kneading dough and mixing dough 
And, you know, it's got to rise and you got to punch it down and you need it and do all the stuff. You know, it's got to rise 14 times or whatever. Well, yeah, it's going to take the same. It's going to take almost three hours. Really, it will. It takes about an hour to an hour and a half for that whole process. And then you still have to shape the rolls. So what I went ahead and did is the bread machine has a dough setting, threw everything in there, throw it on dough setting. And then it takes about an hour, hour and a half, pops up. And then I can take all that dough, cut it up into even pieces, ball it up, lay it out on the cookie sheet, wrap that in plastic wrap and let set that aside so those can rise again. So then I have a big old cookie sheet full of uh, delicious uh, fluffy rolls, which come out amazing. And <clears throat> I've talked about it before, but I, I swear on the the big red Betty Crocker cookbook. Mine is a 2014 edition. Um, <laughs> that is my bread recipe. That is my, my dinner rolls are the standard dinner rolls that come in the Betty Crocker cookbook. That is the, to me, that is the Bible of cookbooks. So make that up, check it out. If you cook at all, you should own that book. Really? If you don't, there's something wrong with you. Really? You should own that book. You can learn to cook from that book, <laughs> but okay, moving on. So we've got the turkey in the oven. I got the rolls. I got the dough mixing. Then just to get things ready, I get everything I need out for my wife's green bean casserole, even though she's really the only one that's going to eat it. So I say it's my wife's green bean casserole. I get all that out. Meanwhile, I get to, I just basically take the pan that they're going to cook in. I throw everything in the can in the pan. And then I get the stuffing ready to go. And I said, we're making our own stuffing. I'd made the bread earlier in the week. And yesterday I actually took all that bread that had been sitting. It basically was just sitting on a sheet pan uh, sliced in the oven. And it was just sitting there to dry. Well, yesterday I went ahead and I took all of it and diced it up into little, you know, stuffing size cubes. And I threw it back in the oven, turned the oven on to 200. And basically, once the oven beeped and said, oh, I'm at temperature, I shut it off. And I basically just dried everything out, stuck it in a hot, dry room, and it dried the rest of the way to now. It was all perfectly croutony, you could say. And so then I threw in the vegetation mix stuff and uh, melted butter and, and chicken broth, mixed all of that jazz together, stuck that in a big-ass Pyrex, and wrapped it in foil and set it aside. You know, this this all has to go in the oven later. Well, now I've got, you know, get the stuff is, is ready. It's basically these things are prepped and ready to go. So they're ready for as soon as that turkey comes out, switch some racks around, throw these things in the oven. We're good. And this is, this is all in timing that I've built. So that stuff is like, those are both ready to go. And then, you know, get the, the uh, green bean casserole because come on, it, my wife likes this again she changes it she doesn't like human mushroom soup she doesn't like mushrooms so we change that i can tell you what we don't but we get that mixed up because come on there's like three or four ingredients in green bean casserole get all that mixed up get that wrapped in foil ready to go sitting on the sidelines so we got stuffing and green bean casserole on the sidelines peel potatoes get that all diced up Four changes of water later, because come on, if you're going to go through this process, you're doing it right. You're going to have to keep rinsing them and changing the water. Otherwise, they're going to get dirty. They're going to get brown. But go through the peel, the 
Now, my wife did not want to buy a five-pound bag of potatoes, so we bought a three-pound bag of potatoes, and we I did the entire thing. I made the entire three pounds of potatoes. We barely had like one serving left of potatoes. We probably could have taken the five pounds, and I told her we probably could have, but I, but I made three pounds of mashed potatoes. And again, come on, if you don't know how to make mashed potatoes, literally you peel them, dice them up, boil them up, mashy mashy with some salt, pepper, milk, butter, you know, to taste. I have an old hand masher. I like the way that makes mashed potatoes because it's just, you know, it's, it gives you that extra, you get the little bit of chunky mashed potatoes that way. Otherwise, you know, bust out the hand mixer and blend it and you get the whipped uh, fluffy potatoes. Your choice. I realize super, you know, super quickie cooking lesson here. But all I'm doing at this point is cutting up the potatoes. I have them all diced up. They're all rinsed off. Fill the pot up with water. Potatoes sitting there. Big heaping amount of salt in that pot because come on, potatoes taste like nothing without salt. And let it sit. So everything's sitting on the sidelines right now. The dough is working its way around in the machine. The potatoes are ready to to boil whenever it's about time. Green bean casserole is ready. Uh, stuffing is ready. They're all just like on the launch pad, ready to go. Turkey still got about an hour and a half to two hours at this point. Because none of these things really, the potatoes are the most time intense here. So <clears throat> at this point, like I said, this is where I've got a 30 minute break. This is where I can actually go and sit for a minute, you know, maybe have some coffee, probably not, but this is where I get to kick back. Well, you know, go take my little 30 minute break because basically up to this point, there's nothing I can do. Everything's ready. (laughs) Everything is sitting and ready and waiting and prepped and ready to go. And I'd like to mention my wife has had nothing to do this whole time. (laughs) my wife has had no involvement in this process really because she doesn't need to a i do all the cooking she can't really cook b i don't need the help because i've got this down to a degree where in the past my sisters have tried to help us with this you get in my way i don't know what you're doing you don't know what i'm doing and then all the timing gets screwed up and then next thing you know we're like hey where's the thing i don't know because you interrupted my system (laughs) So. Here we go. Basically get to first thing up. Dough is done. Beep beep. Bread machines. Dough is done. If you know how to make bread and you can hand make the dough and you can sit there and oh, it has to rise and then you knead it down and oh, then it has to rise again. Then you knead it down again and all that, all that jazz. Fine. You can do that. Again, I was using the bread machine because it saves me mess because it means I have that counter that now doesn't have to stay a bread workstation for the basically the entire three hours because it takes longer in that because the bread machine has, you know, warms it up and environments and all it like bread machines, you know, but anyway, bread machine goes beep, dump out the dough, cut it up into pieces and just sit there and I just have a little bit of flour on the counter and I just sit there and roll it all up, roll them up into uh, what 16 rolls out of the thing. Because the recipe says, oh, cut it into 15 pieces. Who the fuck? Why are you going to cut it into 15 pieces? How are you going to evenly cut 15? Whereas, make a big ball, cut it in half, cut it in half, 
cut it in half, cut it in half, cut it in half, cut it in half until you have 16 pieces, because that's an even number that you can just keep cutting in half and cutting in half until you have it. Come on, people. And guess what? At 16 pieces, again, arranged them evenly on my my greased cookie sheet, and then I just wrapped, well, it says, cover, uh, brush them with melted butter. I cheat. I have the, you can't believe it's not butter spray. <laughs> yeah, I did that. Spray them all with, I can't believe it's not butter spray. Cover the whole sheet in plastic, loose. Do not tuck this or make it tight because these still have to rise one more time. Set them aside. <laughs> now, we're just waiting on the turkey. That's it. So at this point, I have about 30 minutes left until the turkeys get done. Nothing to do. Well, <clears throat> there's one thing I can do. And I could have done this in that first little 30-minute break before. I had mentioned before that I have a cranberry sauce recipe. And it actually, I asked, hey, anybody want the cranberry sauce recipe? And I realized that doing this and telling you my cranberry sauce recipe on Thanksgiving after you've already eaten is probably kind of a dick move. You probably weren't going to use it anyway. Now, here's the fun part. My recipe is not very original. None of my recipes are original. My thing has always been take the basic thing, and that's why I love the Betty Crocker cookbook, because you get the bare bones, most basic recipes for things, because they work and they're good. I was like, here's the most basic good recipe for this thing. Here's how to make white bread. Make it your own. Here's how to make cranberry sauce. Make it your own. So the standard recipe that is on the back of like every single bag of cranberries you will ever buy in the history of the world, fairly certain about this, is it basically is, and it's based around that size bag of cranberries. So I think it's like a 12 ounce bag, I think is the standard. So that standard recipe is. First off, you know, rinse your cranberries, make sure there's no green ones or anything like that in there. But basically, you throw your cranberries in a pot. You take, now, standard recipe, a cup of sugar, a cup of water, uh, it says a, two teaspoons of orange zest, and a pinch of salt. It's probably more for boiling purposes than anything. And salt does kind of open up some flavors. So it's like a, it says half a teaspoon. That's a big, it's a honking pinch of salt. So you throw all that into a pot, you boil it. When it comes to a boil, you bring it down to a simmer. About it. Um, you, you just basically stir it. You just, you know, let it boil until it stirs. Bring it down to medium and let it simmer until they start popping. That's it. You start hearing all the berries start popping, and it's kind of cool. It takes about 10 minutes. Uh, just stir, stir, stir every now and then just to make sure nothing's burning. And then that's, that's basically it. Give them about 10 minutes once all the popping stops, and it, it, basically, it starts thickening up because of all of the, the insides of everything and the, the extra sugars and all the, the you know fruits have fun chemical compounds and all that jazz. Well, you let all those berries pop. Let them do their thing. It makes a nice jelly, and then as that you know you're mixing it, it thickens up. Shut it all off. Move it off to another bowl somewhere to chill. Let it cool down because come on, it's it's really not good hot. 
And like anybody who's ever made jello, it has to cool down. So when it cools down, thickens up, you have this delicious that and that's the standard recipe. Water, zest, cup of sugar, whatever. For me, I don't like using orange zest orange zest. I'm just not it's not my thing. Sorry. Instead, I replace the water with full pulp, that full pulp, full pulp orange juice. So I get like simply orange or something like that. Or if you get the Tropicana 100% pulp, whatever. But yeah, get yourself a natural flavor, like a straight, not Sunny D. Or if you want to use Sunny D, I don't care. I'm not judging. But get yourself just a good orange juice. Use a cup of orange juice instead of the water and zest. Why? More flavor. So get yourself a cup of orange juice. And I like to throw in, because holiday spirit and flavors, throw in a cinnamon stick. Mix that in there. Boil it all up. You know, right before you transfer it over, pull that cinnamon stick out. You're fine. And now you don't have the risk of you know, maybe biting into a piece of orange zest or orange peel. Because it's not edible. <laughs> it actually isn't. It's right up. It's not edible. There's a reason you peel oranges. So, yeah. That it just gives it a little bit sharper of a flavor. And some people will say, some people don't like this style of, of cranberry sauce because it's bitter. Because cranberries are bitter. But it works as a sauce on like everything in your, your Thanksgiving meal. So if you like this style of sauce, go for it. There's my recipe. Yeah, it takes, and it takes maybe 30 minutes. There's the time that I had in the middle. So that's all done because you do have to kind of babysit that stuff. Well, that's all done. Well, tick tock, tick tock, turkey's done. Pull the turkey out, throw in the green bean casserole, throw in the stuffing. Now the green bean casserole takes like no time. It takes like 10 minutes because you just have to get it hot. And technically speaking, that's all you need to do with the stuffing too, because the bread is cooked. You're dealing with basically chicken broth and butter that just have to absorb and cook the vegetables. But you basically just need all these things to absorb together. So you really don't need that much time. They just have to kind of get hot and soak up everything. So you throw that in there, give yourself maybe 10, 15 minutes for the green bean casserole. And that's, and that's left open, by the way. Um, it's not like covered in foil or anything. Well, throw those in there, give them like 15 minutes, pull out your green bean casserole, throw in your rolls, which have now all like doubled in size, at least nice, big, beautiful dinner rolls. You know, I can't believe it's not butter sprayed and all that. Throw those in there. Give yourself about another 15, 20 minutes because you, you do have, you have to give yourself a little more time because you do have a pan of stuffing in there that's taking some of the heat that the rolls need to. You do have to account for these things. Sorry, cook brain. It's most people like big fancy pants cooks are going to sit there and say, hey, you can't put two different things in there like that. And meanwhile, oh yeah, the oven has not changed temperature. I've left it at 375 like the, the package says for the turkey because it's a good working temperature. That's the temperature that the recipe for the rolls calls for. So I just keep everything there. Sorry, I'm a simple person. And come on, everything else is just getting heated. It's not really getting cooked. The only thing that needs to cook is the bread. And that's the temperature for the bread. So anyway, 375. Give yourself about another 20 minutes for the stuffing. 
keep an eye on the rolls because come on, anybody who's ever made bread knows a time on a bread recipe is a guideline. You have to watch it. As soon as they are golden and delicious and brown, get them the fuck out. Because if they start turning brown, they will be brown by the time you reach in there and find your oven mitts, get in there and take them out. They'll be brown. They'll be brown, brown. And shortly after brown, brown is brown burned. So keep an eye on the bread. Short of that, you're done. I did forget to mention one thing. Before you start, well, I guess you could say immediately after you get that first wave of things in the oven, after you've taken the turkey out, you need to open up that turkey because, and again, I use a roasting pan. You could be using one of those big foil pans. I don't know. I have a big uh, ceramic cooking pan. Um, So I slapped a lid on that thing to let it rest. Well, you need the those juices from that turkey. So you need to cut open your bag. You need to get the bag out of there and you need to drain off. You need a cup-ish of juice, fluid, whatever you want to call it, of turkey drippings to throw into the gravy mix. Get that going. And again, you're, you know, it's a packet that comes with a turkey. Throw it all together. Yeah, throw it in the pot. Get it, you know, medium high. Get it boiling. Get a whisk and mix it up all nice and happy and keep an eye on it so it doesn't boil over because that is like the number one sin of making gravy is take your eyes off the gravy. It's going to boil over. It just sucks gravy, but best gravy in the world. I swear. Anyway, you get your gravy going. You got your Turkey resting. Everything is kind of cycling through the oven and we decided we were going to make a cake. We made a cake in the instant pot. That's a whole other thing. You can make cakes in an instant pot. There you go. If you have one, you're aware of this. So we made a banana uh, pudding uh, cake in the Instant Pot. That's going because that's dessert. We aren't worried about that. That's baking while we're eating. So all this going, everything starts coming out of the oven. Turkey is rested and ready to go. Transfer that to the platter. Start moving. You know, I've got the mashed potatoes uh, mixed up, which I forgot to mention right about the time that I start making bread, turn on the potatoes. Just get them boiling. By the time you're done rolling bread, potatoes will be ready to go. Just keep an eye on them. Meh. And like I said, once they're boiled and soft, butter, salt, butter, pepper, mashy, mashy. It's mashed potatoes. It's not rocket science. Anyway, get all the stuff into the nice happy serving dishes because we're nice and like have nice serving dishes for things. So get all that thrown out there. Get it on the table. Carve up the bird. Enjoy. It's not rocket science. It's just a matter of planning. And I realized that I basically just overly completely simplified an entire Thanksgiving dinner into 30 minutes. But really, it's that easy. The biggest stresses of doing a Thanksgiving dinner are other people. If you do it yourself and you have it in your head what you're doing, it is the easiest thing in the world because you don't have to do everything at once. You just have to prepare. Really, it's that simple. You just have to be prepared and you have to understand. You just have to know how much time you need for everything. This thing and this thing and this thing have to all do the thing. Well, okay. It's not a problem. It's like, oh, well, I have to bake all of these things. Well, if you're, as long as you're not baking a pumpkin pie, which you should not be doing on Thanksgiving Day. You should never be baking pie on Thanksgiving Day because that's just dumb. Because the bird requires at least three hours 
The pie requires at least an hour, and pies are tedious as hell to make. Never, ever, 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 ever make pie the day of for a holiday. And pies have to rest. I'm going to tell you now, and I've said it before when I've made pumpkin pie, it takes an hour. Never mind the, the mixing and the pouring and all of the stuff, the, the construction of a, of a pumpkin pie. It takes an hour to bake a pumpkin pie. And then a pumpkin pie has to rest for a minimum, minimum of one hour before it's edible. That is minimum like you keep your air conditioning at 65 because it needs to cool and it needs to set. Much like the cranberry sauce and jello, pumpkin pie has to cool down. And in my experience, pumpkin pie does not do well unless it chills. You've got to get it to room temperature, then you've got to get it in the fridge. So I'd give it an hour or two on a pumpkin pie at room temperature, just sitting on the counter, chilling. Then stick it in the fridge. And what I do is I take a uh, paper towel, sit that over the top because it's still sweating. It's still giving up a lot of, of steam. I put a paper towel and then I cover that in foil. And that's to keep anything from getting into it, really. Because, again, it's going to be sweating. You want that paper towel. And this is loose. You don't want to like sit there and smash it on top because then you're just going to smash your pie. But you do all that. And that way, any as it's still kind of sweating up, none of that is dripping down onto your pie. Pla- that's why I don't use plastic. I use foil and I use paper towel. And then the foil also kind of protects it better than plastic. Well, it keeps anything from, you know, if something does fall in it, foil's tougher. But yeah, so protect your pies. And if it's an apple pie, apple pie is tedious and it just takes forever to make. And again, apple pies have to sit after they bake. Again, not edible when they first come out. Pie is never edible when you first take it out. You have to let it cool and set for hours old cartoons where you have a pie sitting on a on a windowsill yeah real thing why because they have to cool and they have to set pies are meant to cool all the way down before they're edible then you you know apple pie you take a slice and you throw it in the microwave or whatever for hot apple pie because you don't eat uh, uh, apple pie while it's hot (laughs) not fresh hot anyway you might eat it while it's cooled down to room temperature but you're not eating it if it's still steaming because it fucking hurts (laughs) just saying but pie rants aside that's thanksgiving that is thanksgiving um again we we made a a banana pudding uh cake in the instant pot which which is the first time making cake in an instant pot it's quite delicious it is much more tender and moist. It doesn't dry out. And I think it's because it's basically, it's a pressure cooker. So it's getting steam and it's getting the pressure and all that stuff. So it came up very moist, very dense and made a cream cheese frosting for the top. Quite delicious. But that's all a recipe for another day. <laughs> I've, I've given you way too much uh, Thanksgiving recipe cooking everything today. And this whole week, really. But that is going to do it for me today. Thank you for putting up with my whole Thanksgiving in a nutshell. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's the title of this episode. You're going to see it. Thanksgiving in a nutshell. Because I gave you the whole thing. And this is my, that is my secret. 
that is my whole day making a, a turkey dinner. I, I gave you everything. I didn't give you exact recipes, but you know what? You now know how I make Thanksgiving by myself, how I can do this meal by myself on the fly. I can. I just need three hours. That's all I need. And that's all you need. All you need is the time it takes to cook that bird. And you're fine. It's that simple. All the stress, that's people. People suck. So don't stress about Thanksgiving dinner. Don't thanks. Don't stress if you're doing the same thing. I do the same thing at, at the end of the year. Anytime we make Thanksgiving or anytime we make a turkey dinner, I do. we do the full thing. We do all of it. Because if you're making a turkey, you might as well do the whole thing. So don't stress about it. It's not that big a deal. It's just a turkey. Anyway, I I already said I'm out of here. Thank you so much for going through this whole thing. Thank you for sticking with me through all of this all month. Um, Hope you had an excellent Thanksgiving if you celebrate it or if you don't. Happy Thursday (laughs) or Friday, whatever part of the world you are in. Thank you for putting up with me. Remember, you can catch all of the past episodes and all of the fun stuff and subscribe to the show at odddadoutpodcast.com or on your favorite podcatcher of choice. Connect with me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at odddadout. Catch me in the twisted world of the Odd Dad Out Facebook group. Because you're awesome. Links to all this in the show notes. And I will throw the link to the standard cranberry sauce recipe into the show notes. Like I said, I don't think I need to throw my modifications because all we are doing is changing water for orange juice and adding some cinnamon. No biggie. I don't think I need to write that down for you. Or you can just listen back. Listen again and again and again. Tell your friends. That's the thing. You can do all those things. Tell your friends about the show. I realize this whole week hasn't really been regular for this show. Either way, it's been fun. So, I'm out of here. I've rambled. Like, I don't do that all the time anyway. But, thank you for listening. I will catch you tomorrow. I will have this week's recommended listening. And maybe I'll have a jackass of the week just to, you know, keep up appearances. But, until then, I am Adam Higgins, the Odd Dad out. Thank you, and... Happy Thanksgiving.